Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country. The craziness that's taking place in the country right now and, yes, around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to hopefully one of your favorite deplorable brothers right here. Checking in with you from California. As you can see, I'm not in my normal studio setting. Thanks to my amazing producer, Jesse Maitland, out in Redding, California. I have the opportunity to come to you live from California and bring you my normal news program as well as the videos that I like to show you that really try to, I believe, expound on what's taking place in our country right now. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. Please do me a favor and click the share button right now. Hit the retweet button right now. Hopefully there's friends or family members of yours that may see something in my news program today that will wake them up to what I believe is an absolute onslaught of propaganda coming at us nonstop from the mainstream media. Pretty much all of the mainstream media is complicit. Of course, Fox normally gets it right. And OAN, I absolutely love everybody over there at OAN. I'm also trying to do what I can to deliver the news in my own way that you will love and appreciate and share. So please hit the share button right now. Let's hope that uh, something I say today will wake somebody up. Maybe it's somebody else's family member. Maybe it's one of your own family members. But that is the goal and the heartbeat behind why I do this for you guys every single day of the week, Monday through Friday. Uh, Thank you guys so much on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Thank you all so much. So we've got just rioting taking place, friends, in Minnesota. We've heard and I've received so many messages from individuals all around the country that were just moved by me sharing the absolute heartache and disgust of what we've pretty much all of us, most of us, have witnessed take place at the hands of police officers with George Floyd. It was disgusting. It was disgraceful. And I really do hope and pray that justice, ultimate justice is done. I believe all four of those officers are complicit in the murder of George Floyd, and they need to be held accountable and responsible for that uh, in a court of law. But rioting, there's no cause for it. It does nothing for your own community. It does nothing for the people that live around you. I've seen videos of black individuals. I was watching this video. I I should have had a clip ready to show just a little bit of it, but it was heartbreaking. Her sharing that she can't even go to sleep at night. She's afraid to go to sleep. She was crying for an hour. She went on about how she's horrified at what's taking place in her hometown of Minneapolis, the place that her kids used to go and play just up the street. It is heartbreaking for all of us to witness, yet I also believe that there is an agenda at work right now, using the emotions of us, the American people, being furiated, infuriated and furious over what's taking place with George Floyd. There's an agenda to try to drive a further and deeper wedge between us, the American people, and ultimately against this president. Well, I'm going to expose that today. I've got some videos that I believe will go a long way to show that the rioters are not all Black individuals that are just upset. No, I believe that they've been triggered. I believe that there have been individuals sent to Minneapolis to create chaos and create the uprising that is taking place. And I believe that those roads will all lead back to a very, I believe, evil individual, George Soros. But I'm going to get into some of these videos right now. This is pretty hard, uh, hard to watch. I made sure there wasn't any words in here that were not appropriate, but uh, this is just a little glimpse of what's been taking place in Minneapolis.
Absolute mayhem is taking place. Friends, do I have to tell it like it is? Do I have to say that rioting does nothing but create more unrest, create more of a need for oversight? The last thing that we need is for the National Guard to get called in and that lead to more uh, more chaos, more uprising. And then it's immediately blame the president for this. Well, I believe that there's some individuals that are among those rioting that have helped to stir the pot and create the chaos that we just witnessed and that you've seen all over your news screens. Most mainstream media outlets are, they're exploiting this. I believe they actually like it. I believe they love it. I believe this goes towards their agenda to push a narrative that racism is a real problem in our country. Truly, as a member of the black community, I understand the heartbeat behind why so many members of my black community and even the Hispanic community have heart aches and have a hard time trusting police when we see what took place with George Floyd. I understand that. But I also understand that I believe we as a country have come a long way from decades ago. And I don't believe that racism is as big of an issue as the mainstream media would continue to push on all of us that it is. And you got to understand, it fits right along with their narrative that they've been pushing on us for three years, over three years, that Donald Trump is a racist. Uh, and, and again, if you, if you care at all about the truth, what I really hope is that there's people out there that actually care about the truth. I hate being lied to. I don't know about you, but I hate being lied to. I loathe somebody lying to my face. And if you really begin to research every single one of the instances where the mainstream media painted Donald Trump as a racist, and you dig deeper and you find the full clips of those videos, you'll find that he disavowed white nationalism, he disavowed the KKK, he disavowed Nazis, he's done it over and over again, friends, but this is the agenda of the mainstream media, to push a narrative that our country has a race problem, and then ultimately paint it on our president's back. I actually was on uh, Instagram last night, and Jamie Foxx, yeah, the black actor, that's been in so many movies, that has millions of followers, he posted, uh, he posted something. He said the so-called woke bunch, which we all know I'm a part of Black Voices for Trump campaign, and you text woke to 88022 to join that movement, to become a part of what we're doing to wake the masses up. He targeted us by saying the so-called woke bunch aren't woke at all. He, he, he tried to dismantle us, and I got into it. I I shared something, I spoke something on there, and Jamie Foxx actually responded to me on that front. But I'm just glad and thankful that everybody else on Jamie Foxx's Instagram feed also saw what I had to share, and I dropped facts. 
And so many Americans right now are stuck in emotion. So let's jump back to this. Let's jump back to this. This right here is a riot suspect that was actually being called out by members of Minneapolis, by I'm sure in individuals that live in the neighborhood that wanted to know why this guy that was completely covered, even had his face covered, had a hood on, an umbrella trying to cover his complete identity, why he was walking around smashing things. This is what I'm talking about, of the agenda to stir the pot, create the chaos, and then emotional individuals, it's easy for them to just jump right on the bandwagon and keep it all going. I just came with a hammer and smashed the window. Yeah, you're going to me. I'm going to fight you right now. You want to you go? Let's, what's up? So while he was being called out right there, why are you here in this neighborhood? Why are you smashing windows with rock with a hammer? He literally brought a hammer. Friends, I do not believe that every single person they're riding is actually from that community. I can all about bet you that individuals like Soros, probably Soros himself, sent literally bust individuals in with the sole intent of creating chaos and havoc and the mayhem that we're seeing take place in Minnesota and now also in Los Angeles. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon, but we, the American people, need to understand we're being duped. The individuals in those neighborhoods, I don't believe they're wanting to tear up their own neighborhoods. What point is that? What good does that do? It doesn't do anything good. They're all about an agenda, and I really truly do hope that it gets completely exposed for what it is. Tomorrow I'll show you a video of the young lady that I was talking about that was crying. And I think that's the sentiment of most individuals in Minneapolis. Sure, they want justice. They want justice. We all do. I want justice for George Floyd. But that doesn't mean I'm willing to go break something, tear stuff down. I saw a video with a guy with a chainsaw that was just going crazy on a building. The auto zone there is completely exploded. Buildings are collapsing. No, that's not what sane individuals do. But we have some insane individuals that are pushing this and trying to make this, trying to create this, trying to exacerbate this to become more than what I believe it should have become. Like this woman, Ilhan Omar. This woman absolutely, again, I don't know how and why she got into Congress in the first place, but hopefully individuals are waking up. This is right along with the agenda that the mainstream media and Democrats in office have to try to push the narrative to try to say these rioters are justified. And she had some very disgraceful things to say. Ilhan Omar at Minneapolis. As Minneapolis burns, Ilhan Omar tweets in part, our anger is just, our anger is warranted. Oh, she's just trying to fan the flames of anybody that's emotional over George Floyd. Rep. Ilhan Omar says that the people of Minneapolis have a right to be angry. Yes, yes, not just Minneapolis, all Americans have a right to be angry. However, they do not have the right to riot and burn the city down. That's not how we achieve our ultimate goal of peace or justice. It's counterproductive. All of the actions taking place in the city are nothing short of reprehensible. It's an understand- it is understandable to want justice for someone who lost their life at the hands of police through no fault of his own. From the video of what happened prior to the policeman placing his knee on George Floyd's neck, It does not take very much 
to see that he was putting up no resistance and therefore a knee to the neck is even more reprehensible. However, last night, businesses were ransacked or burned or both. One man was even viciously attacked because he had his Trump hat on. I considered making a trip out there like I've shared. I'm actually in California on family, uh, dealing with family matters, so I cannot do that. But if I did, I would not wear my Trump hat. I'm being very honest with you. There are people out there that are just intentionally looking to blame this on the president. I'm smarter than that, but I would still go with an agenda to try to wake as many people up to what's taking place as possible. Omar said shooting rubber bullets and tear gas at unarmed protesters. Unarmed? I saw people with chainsaws and hammers. Uh, when there are children present, should never be tolerated, ever. What is happening tonight in our city is shameful. Police need to exercise restraint, and our community needs to needs space to heal. The problem with that, Ilhan Omar, is you're pl placing all the blame on the police, which most of the police, and I've got videos to show you, of police that are standing up, they're speaking out against what took place against George Floyd. What you're doing, Ilhan Omar, is you're giving all of these rioters a pass. And most of them are probably friends of yours. They're probably in the back pocket of Soros, just like you are, trying to push this evil narrative and drive a wedge in our country between all Americans. It is truly something disgraceful. Uh, this right here, I'm going to get to this because I shared a video yesterday that I really hoped that law enforcement officers, the good ones, and I think most officers are good. I truly do. I truly believe that most officers have good intentions and have good hearts. I also understand the blue shield that they are afraid to come forward and speak out against their fellow officers for fear of retaliation. I shared that in my video. I've had law enforcement officers reach out to me, send me messages of support, and sharing that that's exactly what they face is fear of retaliation from individuals in their own, their own squad, in their own uh, precinct. Well, some officers have chosen to speak out very, very boldly as to exactly how they feel about George Floyd. Uh, I've got two to show you. This one, uh, this one, he makes it, it he 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 makes it very, very clear exactly how he feels as a law enforcement officer for what he saw take place against George. And I'm so thankful that these officers have have uh, given the courage and the care and the thoughtfulness to speak out boldly and publicly to the rest of their law enforcement officers. I hope my law enforcement family doesn't take this the wrong way. My take on this is very simple. The man was murdered. Nowhere in mechanics of arrest are we ever taught to put our knees onto somebody's neck slash throat area, especially for that long. And the three officers standing around watching that happen, y'all are at fault too. Y'all could have told the man, get off him, he can't breathe. I mean, you're hearing him say it, but then you allow it to just continue. Whatever happens to those officers happens. Uh, it should have never gone that way, ever. Rest in peace, George Floyd, for real. Thank you so, so much for that officer speaking out telling exactly what I said, what so many of us have felt and believed took place. It was absolutely murder. Nothing in the way officers are trained says to keep your knee. And if you watch the video, and, and I'm not suggesting watch it again, it's so heartbreaking to watch. But that officer with his knee on George's neck, there was no weight on his foot. 
which means all of that officer's 200 plus pounds was on George's carotid artery, which led to his demise, his death. It was murder. And all of the officers standing around that didn't do anything and the other two leaning on George as well, they're all complicit. Thank you, officer, for standing up and speaking out. This officer shares even a little bit more of exactly what I shared in that video yesterday, how I believe that officers need to start policing themselves. They need to have an avenue. And I've actually drafted a letter that is being sent to President Donald Trump where I suggest we need police to have an avenue to be able to share when fellow police officers that they know personally have crossed the line or have issues with members of any race whatsoever, they need to have an outlet where they can share that information without fear of retaliation. And if it's not heard, it needs to go up the chain of command. And I believe that there could even be a special task force assigned at the FBI where if it goes unchecked and if, the, if these messages go unheard and there's ample evidence that something was grossly mismanaged or even grossly negligent or led to anybody's harm or violation of any kind, that it should be investigated by the FBI. Only in those, those, uh, those cases that are not held up. I believe that if we have officers that have an avenue that they will start start to stand up and speak out, and that's exactly what this officer also suggests. So I got a chance to watch this video of George Floyd being murdered on the streets of Minnesota. Yeah, murdered. Um, and we have obligation as good officers to speak out against the bad. We have obligation and we owe it to the public and to the other officers in this country that are out here actually trying to do good, actually trying to protect and serve with honor. And if you stay quiet and don't speak out against it because you're fear of judgment, all right, you're complicit in the behavior, the disgusting behavior. And this video is, is, if you haven't seen it, and I'm sure most people have now, it's disgusting. And the officer just stood by and just watched and let it happen, you're just as guilty. Because you also have an obligation to protect that individual that you're arresting. It's time that we take these bad officers and speak out against them and start holding them accountable and hold them to the same laws that we, we expect citizens to abide by. They're not above it, and it's time that good officers start speaking out and stopping it. Yes! Yes! That's exactly what I was saying in my video. It is time for officers to, to start policing yourselves, speaking out, and stopping it from taking place. I believe truly the only way that we're going to get to a place where we as the American people and that's all American people. It doesn't matter your color. What took place against George Floyd should, it should mess with every single person's head because it could have been anyone of any color. Again, if there was something racial behind it, it needs to be dealt with even at a further extreme. And it very well could have been a racial incident. I, I've even dared to believe Think about this for a second. I'm going to go down a rabbit hole with, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. I'm going to bring you with me into this rabbit hole because I, I absolutely believe that there's a deep state that's at work in this country that is afraid right now. They are scared of being exposed and they're doing every single thing that they can to get Trump out of office. And they do not care about the value of human life. They care one, they don't care one iota about anybody's value, any human's value to these individuals. They're the elites that are trying to run the world, period. And they'll do anything they can to try to disrupt an American people that are very close to electing Donald J. Trump as president again. Can we think about this for a minute? We have, we have Obamagate that just broke. 
We have AG Barr that I'm going to show you in a minute has appointed a special prosecutor to look into the Obama administration. We have Joe Biden with gaffe after gaffe after gaffe ending just this, the end of this last week with saying, if you have a problem whether to vote for me or Trump, you ain't black. That all just took place. We're literally seeing the imploding of Joe, of Joe Biden and uh, I think I said Obama. I'm, I'm, I'm just furious, but I'm, stick with me for this rabbit hole. We've literally seen the um, imploding of Joe Biden and anybody that the Democrats believed even hopeful of becoming president. And now we're all focused on George Floyd, which obviously deserves our attention. But can I just suggest to you, is it beyond the deep state to actually have individuals that truly feel like they're trying to sacrifice themselves for the good that they believe is good? Because you've got to be twisted in your head to even think that the deep state's plans for global elitism is is necessary, is, is probable, and is okay. You're already twisted up in the head. Is it possible? And this is a total rabbit trail. Is it possible that this whole entire thing, this whole scenario was a setup? Obviously, to murder a black man, to have three white officers and an Asian-American, it looks like to me, officer at the, uh, you know, all being recorded. The entire thing was recorded. And what were the officers waiting for? They literally, he had his knee on his neck for over seven minutes, close to eight minutes at least. Waiting for what? What were they waiting for? They let that man die. They murdered him. And... if, if this was all intentional to d- distract from what's being exposed about Obamagate, about the deep state corruption, about the coup against our current president, could it be? I don't put it past the deep state. I do not put it past them one bit. They absolutely knew what would take place with white officers murdering a black individual. They knew that. If that's what took place, regardless, that's my rabbit trail. Either way you cut it, it's disgusting, it's disturbing, but is there more at work behind the scenes than any of us are even aware of? That is my question to you. It's something to think about. It's something to ponder. All right, I'm going to get off of the riots. I'm going to get off of that. I let that flow for a minute. Let's look at what else is taking place in our country. Let's look at what is being exposed. That most mainstream medias, I guarantee you, not the liberal leftist mainstream medias, they're not showing, they're not talking about this. No, they're probably 24-7 George Floyd riots, race relations, and and that Donald Trump is a bigot. That's probably what they're doing. That's all they're saying. They're probably bringing on person after person to just bash our president, to talk about race issues, and to just exacerbate this entire thing. That's probably what they're doing. They're not doing this. They're not talking about the Senate Judiciary Committee will call Comey McCabe and Brennan and Clapper as witnesses. No, they don't want you to know about that. What are the odds on what will be the number one answer given by these four men of the deep state? Will it be, I don't know, I don't remember, I don't call, recall? Uh, or will it be, I plead the fifth? Most of them are probably going to plead the fifth. They don't, dare, they don't dare lie, so therefore they will try not to obf- obfuscate. All of their testimony will be sent to special prosecutor John Durham, and I hope that all of it is televised for all of us to watch. 
have body language experts ready to explain the various stutters and squirms. You know we're going to see a lot of those. Sometimes it's fun to watch. I'm betting that Clapper will be the one that sweats the most bullets. He's not as confident as the others will be. Lindsey Graham, Hugh, uh, Hewitt transcript. Hewitt had a series of questions. Will Andrew McCabe be called? Yes. Will John Brennan be called? Yes. Will James Clapper be called? Yes. Susan Rice, not sure yet. Ben Rhodes, I'm not sure yet. The fact that these individuals are being called in right now because Obamagate is very real and there was very much an active coup attempt to unseat a duly elected president, it is all about to get exposed one way or the other. And the American people better be able to see and know exactly what's going on. What else is taking place that the mainstream media is not going to tell you about? Well, how about the, the fact that Attorney General, which I've got a video with him in a minute, you're not going to want to miss it. Attorney General William Barr has appointed a federal prosecutor to review the Obama administration. The Obama administration, I guarantee you, they're shaking in their boots right now. They must be sweating bullets. Attorney General Bill Barr has appointed John Bash, the U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Texas, to conduct the review. The Obama administration, Obama-Biden, let's make that really clear, administration, conducted at least 260 unmaskings of Trump associates as a part of their coup attempt. We're not hearing about this right now, are we? Pretty interesting timing. Pretty interesting timing. The probe is meant to uncover whether, whether there were legitimate reasons for the unmaskings or whether they were done for political gain. I guarantee you there was no, uh, there was no legitimate reason for the unmaskings of all these individuals, including uh, General Michael Flynn. Once again, A.G. Barr has appointed a special prosecutor rather than special counsel. It's a smart move because it cuts the deep state at the DOJ out of the loop and the investigator is solely responsible for investigating and the prosecution wherever it is deemed necessary. We're not hearing about that right now, are we? Yet that is also taking place. I definitely believe the deep state doesn't want anybody in America thinking about that. They're trying to brush that under the rug. The mainstream media is trying to show you everything else except for the absolute exposing of Obamagate. But it is very, very real. And we better not be the sheep that get the wool pulled over our eyes not discounting at all what George Floyd went through or his death or what those police officers went through. But at the same time, we have to understand that we are in the biggest election year in this country's history. If for any reason Donald Trump was not to win, if we were to lose, if conservatives, if if Republicans were to lose the Senate and lose the House, friends, I truly believe it would be an absolute all-out civil war in our country. I truly believe we would be living on hell on what's happening in Minneapolis, Los Angeles right now. It would be happening all over the country because we absolutely know that the plan is still in place to try to get rid of this president and for the deep state to regain control of our country. And if they were to regain it, I believe it'd be pedal to the metal, literally a foot on all of our throats to rescind all of what president Donald Trump put in place that got our country so booming Gave us a booming economy, jobs coming from everywhere. They repeal the Second Amendment because they don't want us to have arms. They don't want us to be able to defend ourselves. And I'm sorry, there's too many warm-blooded Americans out there that are unwilling to hand over their Second Amendment rights. It would absolutely be a bloodbath. Biden is also now under further scrutiny. Why? 
Well, because uh, the Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania is under fire for accepting $70 million from China and not reporting it. Where has this been in the mainstream media? Why is there nobody else talking about this? And this is the man that wants to become the president of the United States when we're all very aware of how much China would love to take us over? Just how much has China paid the Biden family to be their representatives in the United States? That's my question. China knows an honest politician when they see one, and once you buy Joe Biden, he stays bought. And China has paid top dollar for his services. That $70 million is from 2017 to today. That's over $20 million a year, friends. The Chinese government invested a total of $4 billion with companies owned by Hunter Biden and his partners. This has to be unwelcome news to Democrats who have already had to endorse Biden, even by those that admit they believe Joe Biden sexually assaulted former staffer Tara Reid. Yeah, can you believe that there's Democrats there's politicians that say, well, we actually believe Tara Reid, but we're still going to vote for Joe? How does that work for voting blue? That woman said that last night on that Instagram feed under Jamie Foxx. Vote blue no matter who. How brainwashed are you? Vote blue no matter who? Are you kidding me? Your vote doesn't mean anything? The absolute disrespect and disgust from individuals that would say something like that is just beyond, is just beyond me. All right, let me get to this video right here. This is huge news. You know, I've been dealing with my own social media censorship. Facebook is finally being nice to me after over a year. I can't tell you exactly all the details of what have gone on, but I'm going to tell you one thing. There definitely may be, may be some repercussions and litigation coming, especially after Trump made the amazing announcement today that he has signed an executive order to bring justice and true equality fairness to social media. I watched this entire clip today and I was I was cheering the president on. How many of you used to see my videos? Used to see other conservatives videos and they're just nowhere to be found anymore. Again, right now they're being nice to me. Please share this. Let's take advantage of that. But the fact that the president of the United States understands that social media censorship is real and it's not only targeted conservatives, but it's also been a target to individuals that they deem are a threat to their own ability to generate ad revenue from opposing sides. That's tortious interference. That is, that, that, I, I'm going to have an interview with Jason Fick. Uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Jason Fick has a current sitting case right now in the Ninth Circuit that I believe Attorney General Bill Barr referenced today in the Oval Office with the president. I'm gonna show you that clip in a minute. But here's what the president had to say on social media censorship coming to an end. When it chooses to suppress, edit, blacklist, shadow, ban, or editorial decisions, pure and simple, they're editorial decisions. In those moments, Twitter ceases to be a neutral public platform and they become an editor with a viewpoint and I think we can say that about others also, whether you're looking at Google, whether you're looking at Facebook, and perhaps others. One egregious example is when they try to silence views that they disagree with by selectively applying a fact check, fact check. What they choose to fact check and what they choose to ignore or even promote is nothing more than a political 
activism group or political activism. The censorship and bias is a threat to freedom itself. Imagine if your phone company silenced or edited your conversation. Social media companies have vastly more power and more reach than any phone company in the United States, more reach actually than uh, your newspapers by far, more reach than a lot of your traditional forms of uh, communication. Boom! <laughs> Friends that are all about freedom and equality here on this platform, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it doesn't matter. We have been waiting for this moment for years, literally years. Now I'll get into it. My friend Jason Fick at one point had over 20 million followers on multiple pages. His pages were memes. His pages were things where he was making a considerable amount of money, friends. He was making over $200,000. Hopefully I'm not saying too much. I think that's all come out. But he was making a serious amount of money monthly. And because of that, Facebook said, yeah, we're, we want you to, they unpublished. We want you to stop. We want to take that over. We want to take that from you. They unpublished 14 million of his followers off multiple pages and then got into bed with a competitor to basically say, if you republish the pages uh, and you sell them to the, if you sell these pages to your competitor, we will republish them for you. Well, I had him on my show last year. His current case is sitting at the Ninth Circuit where now we actually have a majority on the Ninth Circuit. They're not the same completely liberal bent uh, uh, court of judges that were once on the on the circuit. Now we've got some real a real shot and a real chance to punch through that immunity that's been keeping social media companies pretty much giving them the ability to do whatever they want. So AG Barr literally references what I believe is the litigation that uh, AG Barr references is my good friend that I'm going to have on my podcast very soon. Jason Fick, let's listen to what AG Barr has to say on current litigation that's taking place. Uh, so this is an important step uh, to get back to the original uh, understanding. You know, there's a bit of a bait and switch that's occurred in our society. These companies grew because they held themselves out as public forums, as free public forums where a variety of voices and diverse voices could come on and be heard. That's how they grew. That's how they attracted the eyeballs. That's why people joined them. But now that they have become these very powerful networks of eyeballs, now that they've grown by holding themselves out as free public forums, they've now switched. And they are using that market power to force particular viewpoints. And that's wrong. And it has to be addressed not only through this executive order, but I think litigation going forward uh, and by further action on Capitol Hill. Well, that wasn't the clip that I thought it was. There's another clip where AG Barr specifically shares there's current litigation taking place that they will be able to uh, add their own word in. And I, can I tell you, for the Attorney General of the United States to be adding a message, a word, a referral on a current case, it's the only case, the biggest case right now in litigation against social media, big tech, specifically FB, I believe that's exactly what he was talking about. But he made the case there, as did the president. Could you imagine if phone companies decided... We're going to censor your phone calls. We don't like who you're talking to. Uh, we're going to we're going to censor who can call you. It would absolutely not be something that the FCC stood for, and yet that's exactly what's happening with the free flow of information that's taking place right now on big tech platforms. We built these big tech platforms because of their freedom, because of our ability to get on and see what we wanted to see, and then they switched the bait and switch. There, Ag Bar said they switched it around. They made it to where now it's their content 
that they get to amplify and they leave the little guys and those that they don't agree with, they leave them off to the side or they take them out completely. Friends, it is a new day taking place in social media, which is good for America. It is good for freedom. It's good for all of us. It's definitely, hopefully, it's going to be good for me, which is good for you, for me bringing you my news. So, friends, thank you so, so much for choosing to join it with me today. Hopefully, you heard something that blessed you, encouraged you, or got you to at least question some of what you may have heard from the mainstream media. Uh, if you haven't already, please click the share button. You don't know who might watch this show in its entirety uh, after it's live and really appreciate what I had to share. God bless you. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'll see you all tomorrow on Friday for TGF Friday. Have a great rest of your evening. Bye-bye.